Hey TRB fans, Lacey here. Looking for the perfect way to geek out about Star Wars in style? Check out jewelrybrands.shop. They have tons of fashionable ways to show your love for your favorite galaxy far, far away with pins, rings, necklaces, earrings, and more spanning from the Skywalker saga to the Mandalorian. And while you're there, don't forget to use code TRB at checkout for 10% off. So whether you're a Jedi or lean more to the dark side, you won't have to use the force to find awesome stuff at jewelrybrands.shop. Kathleen Kennedy is not on Indeed.com looking for jobs because she's keeping her current job for at least three more years. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. So welcome, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday. Time to give our takes on the latest news and rumors and whatever else is going on about Star Wars. Um, very excited to uh, get into a lot of the stories that we have today uh, and a little bit of uh, uh, an open chat later, if we have time, where we're going to talk about what we like to do on Thanksgiving, which is on Thursday. So happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. First wow. of all, short work yeah. week, short school week. So maybe this is the type of Monday where everyone's feeling a little better about things. Uh, we, we got a little critical on Thursday with our State of Star Wars episode, but it sounded like people really enjoyed our takes on that. We always try to do things with respect. And uh, talking about Star Wars with me, as always, is James and Lacey. So um, how you guys doing? Me and Lacey are rocking some Make Solo 2 Happen gear. Feeling the oh, vibes. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good. Mm-hmm. James is rocking a Hunter Green shirt. Mm-hmm. Looks like. I like yes. that green, though. <laughs> it's a good green. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, nice, uh, good fit, <laughs> tight, and yeah. it brings no. out your beard. <laughs> yeah, um, I always hated wearing green shirts with khaki pants because I felt like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a character like an animated character, shaggy character that's? Oh, I was no, gonna say, Doug uh, Funny. Ar- Doug Funny wears Doug too. Arthur Doug doesn't. No, Arthur's like yellow or, or orange or something. But, oh, yeah. but you're Doug, right, maybe. Doug Funny, yeah. Oh, Doug wears the sweater vests. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with the khaki <laughs> yeah. shorts, yep. Yeah. Uh, and, unless he's fighting crime, then he's wearing underwear on his head with a belt. Quail no man. underwear over his pants. Yeah, underwear over his pants. Belt. With, a belt on his head. On his yeah. head. I guess yeah. I have to rewatch Doug because I'm up <laughs> yeah. for two on Doug right now. <laughs> hey, I, I have a hot take on Doug is I liked Nickelodeon Doug, but I think where I connected the most with like enjoying the show was ABC's brand spanking new Doug. And I think most people were like, oh, that's when the show went downhill. And I'm like, first of all, we're talking about Doug here. Let's let's back off a little bit. It's just but, Doug. I love yeah. the hot takes on Doug. I know, but like I've I've always heard that people not, hated not brand Doug. spanking new Doug. And I was I always liked it. I was like, oh yeah. It's like they they changed up the characters a little bit. They made them new and fresh and kind of twisted everything around. I, I liked it. I like Brand Spanking mm. Doug. Yeah. Yeah, Doug's all right. Doug's all right. I think Billy West did the voice for Doug. 
mm-hmm. if I remember yeah. correctly. Uh, and Roger. Roger was uh, like the bully, right? Roger mm-hmm. Plotz. Yeah. And he and and Brand Spanking New Dog, he he won the lottery and he was the rich kid. Yeah. I always like, thought it was funny. Like Patty, Patty's last name is Mayonnaise. It wasn't even like a play on mayonnaise or just mayonnaise. Her last well, name is Mayonnaise. I like that I like that our first story is Matthew Baloney. <laughs> I don't know if that's oh, how yeah. you pronounce his name, but it I, I would hate to be any sort of reporter or like scoop giver and my last name was baloney or could be seen as or pronounced as baloney he's probably like it's baloney actually <laughs> yeah exactly so lacy another week another week closer this is the uh, week actually if there was yeah. a week it's this one this is this is so, this is it like final countdowns playing this this is the one so everybody say bye lacy bye and, uh, <laughs> well wait you guys you are around. talking about closer to book of boba fett right Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> All the right, countdown yeah, that, for that. Yeah, we're on the same page. We're on the same. Yeah, page. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see you. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with uh, Lacey, but of course she'll be back. So don't mm-hmm. worry, folks. Um, but also, Lacey, I have to say this. Uh, great shirt. Today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I Lacey's came up with it a long time ago. The, tra- the traditional. Oh, there that is. The t- <laughs> the traditional makes a little too happen shirt. I'm wearing a red one. Very. So fun we're, fact. We're very, there's in spirit today yeah there's a there's a couple shirts i can still wear which is this one <laughs> mando fan show like <laughs> there's a couple <laughs> it is a struggle but we're here we're ready to talk uh, Lacey's like Lacey's like in a uh lacy like i was gonna say lacy's in a rain jacket like a raincoat and it came out wrong lacy stacy tracy nope it's lacy yeah yeah yeah. I actually James. don't mind because on our Patreon chat, I said what I said. Oh, I'm gonna James that, and I meant change, but because <laughs> yeah, I read change. it, I said James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, before we get to our first segment, uh, I wanted to give a special shout out to a young lady named Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte. Now Charlotte is listening. She's like, "Is it me? Am I the Charlotte?" Well, let's find <laughs> out, Charlotte. Who dressed up as Ahsoka for around Halloween time? Uh, Charlotte, who is the daughter of Mark Judic. So that's you, Charlotte. So Hi, Mark Charlotte. and Charlotte, uh, we just want to give you a shout out from us here at TRB. Thanks for listening to our show. Thanks for being a fan of what we do here. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. I know that you and your dad get to listen to it when you're uh, on your car rides. Mm-hmm. So we just want to say hi. Thanks for being a part of TRB. And I hope you enjoy this episode. So I wish uh, I was as cool as you, with... Charlotte, because not only did you dress up as Ahsoka, which is cooler than anything I've ever done, but Rosario Dawson, who plays Ahsoka, liked the tweet. She That's saw it. Big time. I big know. time. I'll never be that cool. Ever. No. Nope. 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 I dressed up as uh, Han Solo once and Harrison Ford didn't like my photo. So. He doesn't even know your photo exists. That's how yeah, Harrison even, Ford it is. He doesn't even know social media exists. Yeah, he's like, what's a twatter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm like, Harrison, I dressed up as you. He's like, I, I don't care. Harrison yeah. winked at me once, and it will be one of the top 10 moments of my life. In your general area. No, he winked at me. <laughs> I, um, so they but, didn't believe me, by the way. These two guys don't believe me. I literally recorded a video of my mom recounting the tale, saying, oh. yes, that did happen, and sent it to them, yes. and they're still like, no, it didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. listen. Yeah. 
Sharon knows what's up. My little sister, Kelly, she was there. She knows what's up. I'm not making yeah. it. Um, well, Mark and Charlotte, uh, may the force be with you and hope you enjoy the show and uh, keep being awesome. But mm-hmm. now, James, it is time for the resistance report. It's the resistance. Breaking news, sort of, for us. Uh, you may see that we look a little different than we did about five seconds ago. That's Exhausted. because some the keyword news is came out <laughs> that uh, arrived after we recorded the episode. So to break the fourth wall, that's why we may look a little different here. But we knew we had to give our takes on this story and not wait a whole nother week. So that's why we're doing it. Um, some casting news out of an upcoming live action Star Wars show. James, um, what do we got going on, buddy? Well, we have a report from Deadline, who um, you know is always pretty credible, a good source to go off of. They are actually reporting that Natasha Leo Bordizo is officially the person cast as Sabine Wren in the upcoming Ahsoka series. Um, now, this is all over the place because... There's been all sorts of different rumors about different people that could have possibly been the cast. There's been all sorts of fan castings, including the famous Tia Sakar, who portrayed the character in Star Wars Rebels, who has her own acting career. Um, but it looks like it is Natasha here. Um, she's uh, Australian, I believe, and has been in a couple different series, including dramatic series. Um, for Netflix and also uh, some action series that were based on the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So it's like she has her sword fighting skills. She has her acting dramatic skills. It's all there. Um, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about it. It's it's a kind of a surprise. Like I said, um, news came on Friday, which now this is Monday, but here we are. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's talk about it a little bit. Lacey, I'm going to actually start with you on this one. Um, what were your thoughts uh, when you heard the news that the character had been cast? Well, my first initial reaction was, again on a Friday? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Oh, man. <laughs> um, so you guys are getting a weekend pony today. Uh, mm-hmm. So that being said... Um, I don't know who this person is. I'm going to be completely honest. However, I did look into stuff that she's done. Um, and the first thing that comes up is the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon thing with uh, Donnie Yen, actually. I was like, Interesting. it's our yeah. boy. <laughs> um, so she did a lot of stunt work for that. And then she was also in The Greatest Showman where she played a knife thrower, which I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting a vibe from her. She likes the action <laughs> stuff. She likes the dangerous Sharp roles. Objects. Yeah, um, I'm pretty surprised that this was out there. Obviously, it's not an official Lucasfilm announcement, because why would it be that? Uh, mm. <laughs> but the idea that this somehow leaked is is crazy. But based on the stuff that happened last year with The Mandalorian, with Timothy Oliphant and, uh, you know, Rosario Dawson, it's not that surprising. Um but regardless, I mean, it's exciting. Again, this is one of those things that I saw, James, and I immediately was like, James is going to be hyped for this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it pretty like much confirms she's in the show. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's moving towards that Rebels live action, which I know you're like really, really wanting. Um, and not everyone is, I've noticed. Wanting the Rebels thing? A lot of people, uh, I saw a bunch of people, I would say a handful at least off the bat after this came out, saying they were hoping for the animated sequel to Rebels, but it looks like 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. totally makes okay. sense. That totally makes sense. I was I like, was wait, like, what? what do they want the Ahsoka show to be then? <laughs> yeah. No, like, right, just yeah. something new. I don't know. Like it is yeah, kind of no. new anyway. That totally makes sense. But um, I get it. You know, you watch a show one way, you want it to continue on that same way. Um, but guys, come on, Dave Filoni's involved. This is his moment, his moment to get his characters in live action. He's gonna do it. So mm. that's my initial reaction, anyway. Um, John, did you have an initial reaction or longer thoughts on this that we can bounce around to? My my initial reaction was that probably puts the nail in the coffin for Taylor Gray playing Ezra Bridger. Oh yeah, I thought that. Ooh. Yeah, that was my initial reaction, actually, um, because, you know, we uh, after having spoken with him, we were rooting pretty hard for him to get it. And we know he wanted it. Uh, mm. It still doesn't mean he's out of the question. But based on the patterns here, it uh, looks like Katie Sackoff is the one, at least so far, that has broken the mold and made the leap from animated to live action. Um, but now, that I, you know, in thinking about it, and I, I'm with Lacey, I'm not familiar with Natasha Lou Bordizo. But uh, in watching interviews with her, I watched a bunch of interviews with her doing press for movies. She is very charismatic. She's also very confident. Uh, she has a sense of humor. She has a lot of the traits that I see in Sabine. And I think that it's a good fit. Um, I even like looked at her height. She's 5'5", five five, so she's a little shorter than Ahsoka, which I think plays... She's still taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, she, you know, she has the look for sure. And I think there was even something of her where she had like red or pink hair and like in another show or something like that. And, you know, if people like someone like Brian E. Ward wants to crop it, they can make it look like Sabine probably. Well, she, but, she was a character in Guns Akimbo with Daniel Radcliffe. Is that what it was? And yeah, yeah she, I think she had like neon orange hair in the movie just because yeah. cool. the movie was very like splashy color anyway. So in seeing, yeah, Lacey shared with us um, a like snippet that was promoting that Crouch and Tiger thing that they did in 2016, I think. I need to go and watch that, by the way. I saw that and she, I was like, how did I miss this? <laughs> yeah, I think she was about 22 at the time. She's 27 now. Um, and she, yeah, very impressive. Uh, you know, swinging swords along the likes of Michelle Yeoh and Donnie Yen. Uh, so that's. That works, you know, especially if Sabine maybe gets her hands on that Darksaber one day in live action. But the other thing, too, like Sabine, based on age, should be around 29 or so. If we're assuming the Ahsoka series takes place when it does, when she appeared in The Mandalorian. Um, and as an actor, she, uh, as a person, I should say, Nata Natasha Liu is uh, uh, 27. Um, now, the Tia Sakara thing I get, you know, it's a little uh, disappointing because you kind of felt... In us talking to Taylor and her tweets and stuff, uh, she probably was interested in doing this. But then you step back and think about it. Tia Sakar is going to be 40 next spring. You're pushing the envelope a little bit there. Um, so the more I've looked into this, the more I understand it. Uh, but at the same time, you do, you do sympathize with the actor who put their heart and soul and created who Sabine was. Uh, the same type of thing that happened with Ashley Eckstein. But um, my, my the other the other thing is... The Ezra casting can't be far behind. And I, I just, like Lacey said, you know, news on a Friday, I can't believe it. And it happens to be a trade <laughs> and not coming from Lucasfilm or Disney, who definitely had this last week. Um, wouldn't it have been cool if they just put some sort of like 
family Zoom call and had, here's your new cast of Ahsoka or just done something. I saw so uh, many reactions that were like, Disney Plus Day? <laughs> yeah, just do a nice little presentation to excite your fans <laughs> instead of like, this trade gives us this person, this trade gives us that person. Uh, mm. We're not sure if it's official. It's all scattered. Give us the one. Here's your new cast for Ahsoka. Bang! Yeah, done. And yeah, so I, again, we, we go listen to our episodes last week for our thoughts on the marketing slash PR element. We're rooting there, for you, Lucasfilm. We're hard. We are. It's funny yeah. because our most wins. recent yeah. episode, I you know, I was on there going, I believe Lucasfilm just as much as the trades. You know, and then like we get like a big trade story. Yeah, Yeah, you did say deadline. deadline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny that this is like right after that happened. Like we're in this position where uh, Lucasfilm could have announced something, but instead it comes from deadline, and you have to kind of take this as like, well, I mean, we'll see. I I guess this is our Sabine. I guess that confirms that we're getting Sabine in the show. You know. Um, I know Deadline I, over the summer had reported a bunch of people that were up for the role. So, like in August, has, they had said a couple people. Yeah. So it hasn't been like too crazy. I haven't had a chance to check it out. Um, has mm-hmm. she confirmed the casting? Has she been like so excited to join us? I don't think so. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. So it's. I'm so sure it's she an, got a phone call where they were like, <laughs> "I know. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna report yeah, her, this, but her don't her manager, her agent were like, hey." We got buzz. Oh going. yeah, I, no. If this leaked, it's definitely an agent or a manager told, or someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at I, Tem. Tem is a perfect example. His his manager was like, "Yo, put this up on his website." I told Deadline, and uh, they said, <laughs> "Now that they, now that we gave you that, they're going to cover you warmly for the next ten years." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this is um like all of this news. Like I think one lesson that we can learn from Star Wars is basically like, whenever we get news like this, take it as like. John, you always say like a pinch of cinnamon kind of thing. Like, take this news, go, oh, cool, that's awesome. That's another step in the direction. And then, you know, like Ted Lasso says, be the goldfish and just like forget it. And then when we get to the I show, I really need to watch show, Ted Lasso. When the I show is happening, you'll be like, that's right. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I kind of forgot about that. She what? Yeah, that's right. We heard that news like a couple months ago or whenever it was, yeah. you know, um, yep. kind of thing. And, I I I tend to do that with a lot of things. Like for instance, like we've had other other castings and things. Like uh, what was J D. Willard was working on a Star Wars movie or whatever. Dillard. And like Dillard, yeah. And that gets brought up every once in a while, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And it's like I don't he know if about that, TFA recently. Yeah, it's like I don't know if that's that's gonna happen or not. And it's almost kind of better that I'm like I heard the news and I got excited that it could be a thing, but then you just mm-hmm. kind of like let it go. Um, this is this to me um, is great. Like I said it, uh, before, it, it leans in that direction that this is in fact what they're going to do with the Ahsoka show, um, topping off of what actually legitimately is confirmed of Ahsoka showing up in an episode and saying, "Where's Thrawn?" You have to think that that even story wise is where they're going with it. So I, otherwise, that makes no sense. Like first story doesn't have if her show doesn't have Thrawn or. Mandalorian and and the crossover event and all this other stuff doesn't involve Thrawn. What the heck was that line for? Was it just a throwaway Easter egg? And you know, to, don't forget that they, you know, sometimes they like to take things for a spin before they go full bore with it. Yeah, and we, we saw um, 
a live version of uh, Zeb's species in uh, I, I I'm forgetting the name of it in uh, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So episode six of season two, right? Or was it seven? It was the one. It with was Bill the Burr. one. It, it, it was Bill Burr's. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I forget the species name of Zeb. Uh, I, I wanted to say Zabrak, but that's uh, no, it's um, something like that. We're on weekend hours, guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I always have, I always have a hard time with species. Yeah, Lasat. Yeah, he. Uh, so, so when we saw those people, I remember people being like, "Oh, is that Zeb? Is that Zeb?" And it wasn't him. But mm-hmm. they're trying that stuff out, you know. So maybe we're gonna see the whole gang uh, in this thing. And uh, I think this confirms, obviously, Ezra. So that's why I think if that casting came out via a trade, all the other trades are now like. We gotta figure out who Ezra is. We need that land, that story, or something. So I have a feeling if Luxum doesn't get in front of this and put this all out, you're gonna see real soon another trade popping out with your Ezra casting. If not deadline again, just mm-hmm. confirming all which, these other ones. Which which also, like I said, because because of this casting now, like I said, I feel like Taylor it, it looks bad, uh, uh, less of a chance of Taylor Gray getting it. Do you believe it, it more the, that it's Mina and Mads Mikkelsen? I do. I, I feel mm. like it pushes the needle closer to that guy because he's the one the name that keeps coming up. And, his, and like, Rosario his Dawson kind of confirmed a little and bit. His, <laughs> and his coy responses to, mm. to his interview uh, with... Uh, it was Ash Cross and I forget. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Ash, yep. Because she um, asked about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So it's, it's going to be interesting. And I, I have a feeling before the year ends we're going to get that full cast and it's going to be thrawn it's going to be ezra it's going to be everybody and like i Before said it'd be the nice year if it ends was... yeah yeah Do you mean like because an official be... lucasfilm thing you think no oh, i think we'll oh, get oh. all of them we'll like collect them like the infinity stones like i got you. Deadline's yeah. got that one the trades will have reported <laughs> most got that of one. the main characters gotcha yeah they're gonna be yeah. like captain planet when all their rings right. unite yeah, yeah exactly. I'm catching yeah. up on um, the Marvel What If, and I just got to the What If Ultron one, and he's got all the Infinity Stones and oh. stuff. Oh wow! <laughs> so, um, but like I said, it, it would, in my opinion, it would have been nice if Lucasfilm and Disney did a one-shot deal presentation. Like, here's the hell, here's the gang, We're getting the gang back together. Here they all are, and here's our Thrawn, uh, and, and and put a nice presentation together. You don't have to have them all on a video or anything but at least mm-hmm. the images like they did or, with obi-wan Kenobi. i was gonna say they did this with obi-wan which is interesting yeah which so, was delightful I mean, by the way <laughs> yeah they yes. did that. <laughs> yeah and not a big deal they did yeah it's weird that they did it for obi-wan considering they haven't done it for other i mean i don't think we got something for mandalorian like that i i but, really don't think we got something for book of boba fett like that that was no, like, here it is because this has to be casted. This whole show has to be casted. If they're if the report is accurate that they're filming this thing in March, like that's almost three months away. You or need supposedly to make sure that some stuff are... is going off on December too, according to you know someone asking if Rosario Dawson was available oh, in yeah, December. Right. You know, I mean, it it seems like maybe there's some stuff even going on like very soon so the craziest thing to to me is Mm -hmm. yeah you have like platforms like netflix who put out their casts immediately as soon as the show's announced they're like here's who's playing who like Mm -hmm. i mean look at this past week with the the avatar series where they're just like just about to say yeah here's everybody that's playing who and it's not a big deal you're just like okay great and then also it relieves a little bit of the pressure of people snooping around i think because people are just like they accept it they say oh that's awesome 
Yes. So I don't yes. know why yes. they do this thing where they're like, we can't tell you who's and playing you. <laughs> and also, this could have been, like Lacey, oh, we talked about fair. This could have been somebody. What I was talking about uh, James Cameron's avatar that he put out the oh. pictures, the picture of those kids. No, I was talking like about like Paul being cast in the avatar. Yeah, no, I'm talking about hmm. Paul being cast in Avatar yeah, yeah, Last yeah. Airbender. I, I looked yeah. up Avatar cast photo and I was like, wait, I'm <laughs> seeing two things here. And I'm like, that's another example. Wait, that's yeah. the one that he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, before I mean, before we move on, they, this could have been out of Lucasfilm. Like someone could have leaked it. But sure. again, it could have been agents or whatever. But either way, people at Lucasfilm who didn't reveal it, I'm assuming none of them did. But they're mm-hmm. probably like, oh, man, like... What are we doing, guys? Come on. Like, what are mm-hmm. we doing? And then more are going to come out and more are going to come out when they could have controlled it and it wouldn't have been a big deal, but we'll see. What were you uh, saying that way, we were talking no. off air? What were you saying? You were saying something before. Oh, that you had said like, oh, you know, it could have been someone from Lucasfilm who... Oh, yeah, maybe. To death. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's it's cool. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with the live-action Sabine. It confirms a lot of the things and, and puts closure on the end of Rebels with the epilogue, so... Uh, it's going to be a packed show, uh, especially for a limited series. So it's going to be uh, like pedal to the metal, I think, with this, mm-hmm. with whatever, however many episodes they do it. And I'm, I'm excited to see what Filoni ends up doing. And I'm glad it's, it's him, you know, doing it. So. It's his dream show, man. They're giving him everything. Yeah. They're like, you, what do you want? Oh, you want all of these things? Here you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've proven yourself multiple times over. So yeah. we trust you. Yeah. You trust us yeah, enough to right. take the hat off for documentaries. We're trusting you. Yeah, right. So now back to how we looked 20 minutes ago. Back mm. to James. All right. As John was saying right at the beginning of the show, it looks like Kathleen Kennedy uh, does not need to look for a new job. Um, I, I, I'm going to say it right. How do we pronounce Matthew's name here? Is it baloney? Is that what we're going with? Matthew. I was going to say Bellani. 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 Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he is uh, from the Puck newsletter, and he was reporting this that says, you know, hey, it's official. You know, there's been some, uh, it's always been that thing like where they're trying to get Kathleen Kennedy out. She's leaving, blah, blah, blah. It's the end of her, whatever. But uh, just like three years ago, back in 2018, she re upped, um, and she is. Uh, re-upped again until 2024. Um, John, I'm going to let you get into the, more of the details here and then we can start that conversation of how we think this is um, happening or how it's going. You he know, used kind of sell that, but... Matt B. used to work for The Hollywood Reporter too, right? That, that's something that had come out after this, right? Because people were like, I don't know if I trust this puck news, but it was someone mm-hmm. that had worked at The Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, he was an editor there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah. Uh, there's been even other stories with, you know, out of <laughs> Puck News and stuff that was all sure, kind of like sure. a mix up of like what's going on and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think we, we, we're we taking this for uh, good credibility. So, what John, what are, you, yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, the story and uh, Kathleen Kennedy sticking around for three more years? Yeah, I mean, if you go to the article and click on his name and then click on his like Twitter icon, you find out, you know, uh, he used to be an editor for Hollywood Reporter. Um which adds legitimacy because he probably, you know, when you move on to other places, you still keep contacts and you still have numbers in your phone and you probably have people that you used to reach out to for your the trade you worked for. You're starting a new venture. Mm-hmm. You still have those contacts. That's how that stuff goes. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I just I know on Thursday I said, you know, to be as nuanced as possible and clear as possible. I've loved all the movies that uh, Kathleen Kennedy has produced and overseen uh, under as president of Lucasfilm, but at the same time, I also felt that uh, they maybe need some new leadership. Um, so. I'm not like upset or disappointed by the news by any stretch because she's earned it. And I've always said she has a right to leave on her terms. And I think she will. Uh, she'll be in her 70s by the time this next contract runs out. So we'll see where she's at then. Um, I mean, it is a little concerning just because of how we're still getting all these like shakeups and, and stumbles and production drama happening with especially the theatrical films for some reason. Uh, it seems like Favreau and Filoni have a good handle on... Uh, at least the series that we've gotten so far. Um, and she's, you know, of course, overseeing that too. Um, but I'm not surprised at all. Bob Chappick, uh, a month or so ago, uh, sang her praises and said he hopes Kathleen's with us for a very long time. So he's the boss. So unless she wanted to leave, uh, you got to expect that she was going to stay. Um, so nothing of, about this is surprising at all. I do love the confirmation that actually led us to going forward with the story was that her husband retweeted it. Frank Marshall of Universal fame uh, retweeted a tweet about the news. And that was enough for people to say, yeah, maybe it's true. <laughs> I'm sitting at the dinner table with his wife and like, oh, you got an extension? Gonna retweet that. <laughs> <laughs> gonna buy that extra sofa that we weren't gonna buy uh until after the holidays um however frank and kathy talk but uh, it's 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 cool for people who have been big fans of kathleen kennedy i think she's one of the greatest producers ever um and i have no problem with her staying on i just i'm rooting for star wars to be smooth be well to keep creating a lot of content for us so i hope she does a great job and i hope she needs another contract after that because I am constantly always wanting Star Wars to succeed and give us great stuff. I know she's a great producer. Hopefully, uh, as the head of the studio, she's still able to give us great products and with less stumbles going forward. Uh, I know Rogue Squadron was a recent one. Hopefully, it's one of the last ones. And hopefully, those shows that are filming uh, coming up soon uh, go well. So it's, it's one of those things, like I said, it's not black and white for me. Do I think maybe Lucasfilm needs new leadership? I do. Um, but I, I hope and wish she does well. And I hope the next three years are amazing and we see uh, what happens from there. So, Lacey, are you on the same page with John? Like, are you cool with this or would you have liked to see somebody different? So, first of all, I had to laugh at the tweet that Frank did retweet because it was basically... <laughs> A commentary on how all these random YouTube people with Funkos behind them are going to be so mad at this news. So it's not like he just retweeted this story from Puck News. He like retweeted the mad YouTuber commentary. Yeah. That, that is funny. That made me laugh. Um, but to your question, James, you know, years ago we had John Roca on the show. And I feel like it was like right after Solo and it was kind of with the, the whole Last Jedi thing still going on. We were talking about Kathleen Kennedy, and even then there were rumors that maybe she'll step down or move, uh, go away. Um, and I had said at the time, and I still stand by this, uh, that she's going to leave when she wants to. And I, and I don't think that's ever going to change. And I think that's where people need to kind of come to the realization that if she wants to stick around for three more years, six more years, ten more years, she's going to. And I don't think 
anyone's going to take that away from her. I think, like John said, she's one of the best producers of all time and everything that she's accomplished in the past, what is it, almost decade that she's been there. How many years has she been at Lucasfilm at this point? This is, this is her 10th year. Yeah, well, she's so, been with Lucasfilm, but as president, it's been... This is yeah, her so the year. past decade, all of the stuff she's accomplished, even if you don't like everything that she's done, you can't look at her, you know, everything everything that's happened in that timeline and say, oh, she didn't accomplish all these things. Like, come on, she's made so much money for Lucasfilm and for Disney. Um, that being said, I am surprised that she's sticking around only because I thought she would have just wanted to retire. I, I don't think it's anything against what she's doing or not doing. I just thought she would have been like, hey, the sequel trilogy's done. I, I've moved this into the next era. Disney Plus series are happening. I made The Mandalorian happen, all these other things. I thought she would have just retired because me personally, if I was her, I would have retired and, you know, gone on vacation or like, <laughs> and, I don't know, enjoyed retirement. Not because I did anything wrong, just because... Why not? Um, that being said, you know, I'm interested to see what happens next because we are getting these rumors and updates and behind the scenes kind of snippets where things aren't going the way that they're planned. Things are getting delayed. Things are getting pushed back. So naturally, because she's at the top, she's going to take that flack for that, um, even if it's not her. <laughs> it's just that's the way that these things work is you blame the, the person at the top. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see th where things go, but I trust everything that she's done so far. So I can only trust that she's going to make the right decisions moving forward. Hmm. Yeah, I, I hear both of that. I, I'm, I'm a little bit in the camp where we've talked a little bit about how long she's been with the company and yeah, if she, yeah. her leaving at this point would be um it would be on her terms or it would be at this point sure. we said like hey you know we've done basically a decade with Kathleen that was a great decade let's see what the next person is and i'm at that point now where i don't hate what came before but i'm ready to see uh what the next person is going to bring and even if that next person is terrible get it started now so we can be do done sooner than later you know yeah um, yeah I, i'm fine moving on so when i heard the news that she had up for three more years it's not that i'm disappointed that it's her it's just okay well i just have to wait until that that the great shift happens you know kind of thing and i don't even know what a great how great of a shift it's even going to be we moved from Iger to Chapek and things changed, but like, you know, we don't really know, you know, it's Did they it, get it, better. It, yeah. It doesn't feel like anything crazy has happened. It's not like star Wars hit the gas. It's not like the new person came in and said, this is how we're going to do it. I almost imagine that if somebody did come in, it would still be fairly the same because it's likely that that person, um, like, I don't know what how this stuff goes, but I would imagine that Kathleen might choose her successor. Mm -hmm. She might hire that person or she would have a say. And this is how it's going. You know, hey, I've been this amazing. Because Iger did, didn't he? Iger <laughs> had a say in who came after him or no. Do we know that? I th I think that situation was weird. If you remember, mm. he like stepped down. But then but came back. Because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there was some weird changes in there. Mm -hmm. So I think he was like still around and it wasn't quite like a clean break. He stepped out as CEO do. and stayed as like chairman. 
yes but then was also still if i remember correctly still like doing some of the duties as ceo or something yeah i don't know and just being the public face of the company yeah stability for shareholders and yeah yeah it was it was kind of a weird situation but anyway my, my point being that i think like it is possible that they look at kathleen and respect her opinion on the direction for the company and they're going to choose somebody that's going to keep Lucasfilm doing what it's been doing, which in our opinion, maybe needs to be accelerated, but in Disney's opinion, crank it along just fine. And they seem to think everything's honky dory right there. So, or else they probably would push her out or something. They're, they're happy with her. They like what's going on. So no matter how long she stays, whenever we get that next person, that next person probably is going to continue in the ways of Kathleen with and small minor changes that we probably won't even be able to pick up on, you know? Right. What? Yeah. The, Cause the they're pretty thing about it. That's, that. that's, that's funny is that there's no comparison for Lucasfilm because the previous president was the creator was also the creative drive, the mm-hmm. writer, the director. It was a very unique situation where you had this uh, one person owning his company, overseeing it and m- making all those calls where now it is more of, these different roles and tiers and stuff. And, you know, the the big question being like, would Lucasfilm serve better by having a creative driving person in that position as president? Or do they see it as more of an executive thing? But then the question being is, this was her first time being a president of a studio. So how has she been doing as that? Because people, when, like I question like Kathleen Kennedy's abilities as a president of a studio the reaction from people's always look at her imdb imdb page and how many movies she's produced for 40 years and so that's a different job mm-hmm. and she's no one's questioning that she's one of the best producers more most successful producers we've ever had but it's a different role so it's you know you can be so great at one thing for decades and then if you take over a new role you can't take that that you did prior and use that and 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 rest on, rest your laurels on that. So I think like I said, I think it's fair to say like you know, there's been a lot of stumbles with Lucasfilm that, that and people say like oh, all movies have rewrites and all movies they there's so many movies have shakeups. This is just social media. It's not because we're not hearing this from other studios and all those studios have fans online that have just as much access to talk about this stuff. I don't hear this stuff coming out of Warner Brothers, even DC, which a lot of people are like Man, they are a disaster. We're not hearing about all this chaos happening. Yeah, there was the thing with Zack Snyder and Josh Whedon, but that was because of a situation where Zack Snyder had to leave because his daughter killed herself. Um, th- like They did have like th- it's six Harley say, Quinn movies at one time, though, and like a lot of those have gotten scrapped. Yeah, it, that's in development. But now we're talking about movies that are being f- filming yeah. or like, you know, and we're having Suicide like, Squad Rogue- was a disaster, the first one. Yeah, but they made it. It wasn't like it was like, oh, we got to fire the directors now and then do this. Like, we have Star Wars movies that are almost done filming that they fired the directors. Rogue One, like, people forget all the changes that went into that. They almost Mm. told Gareth Edwards to take a hike. Mm. Uh, Rogue Squadron recently, uh, the shakeup with, you know, we can go down the whole list again. There's been a lot of messes at Lucasfilm, and it's it's fair to just call that out. so it, it'll be interesting to see how the next three years go. Um, I Like I said, though, I hope it's all great because I am rooting for Star Wars. So um, let's hope for good things from Kathleen Kennedy. Good luck. 
in the next three years. Let's do some awesome stuff. Um, yeah. So as we move into the next story, um, we're looking at the potential shooting schedules for the upcoming Star Wars series, the Acolyte, Ahsoka, Andor. Um, there's a lot to this, a lot of moving parts. I'm going to be totally honest. I've tried to read over this article and I have, I, this is like math to me, like algebra. I can't piece together when things started and when Ahsoka and, and in March, the Acolyte in May. But also, there's more than Ahsoka in March because it's in December, and the and there's there was a lot to this story, I think. But you're saying Ahsoka in March, Acolyte in May, and the the thing was we had brought it up on a previous episode that Kevin mm-hmm. Smith and his buddy were talking yeah. about Rosario Dawson shooting. That's probably not them shooting the show. It's her training for the show in December. Yeah, preparing. So. So then, yeah, go go with this, Lacey. We're, we're sure. Take it from here. Like, what are your thoughts on um, these different shooting schedules? And I don't know, maybe maybe I'll wrap yeah. my head around it a little bit more. I, I just, I'm not a scheduler, there's a lot of, not a planner. There's a lot of overlapping stuff, and I can speak <laughs> as someone that's super organized. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm very, like, okay, timeline. That makes sense to me. But uh, that being said, it's funny coming off of the conversation we just had about Kathleen Kennedy because it there are a lot of moving parts here um mm-hmm. but the exciting thing is that we are hearing that these things are getting shot and you know we always joke and kind of say like as long as we keep getting updates for kenobi and andor we're good because it means it's happening uh so to see this stuff is really cool i i can't wait to see uh footage from ahsoka and acolyte especially acolyte because we don't really know much about that series like ahsoka kind of mm-hmm. comes with this understanding of who the character is and and expectations of where we think it's going to go based on not just the character in live action we've seen her in the mandalorian Mm -hmm. we've heard her talk about very specific characters and storylines so we kind of have an idea of where that's going whereas acolyte we kind of don't know much uh we have a logo that's it and we have some interviews with leslie headland where she's kind of talked about her love for star wars and her kind of creative process but we don't know much else but it is cool too yeah so the exciting thing is that they're shooting these in the u.s which is cool um but man is that studio gonna be busy they're like switching off from book of boba fett to mandalorian to ahsoka to you know to acolyte to who knows what else we don't know what other things well they added they they just added a new volume in burbank i think it was right correct they did they totally did so yeah i mean my reaction to this story is great keep giving us updates i do not want to be (laughs) having a conversation where things are shelved things are paused things are back in development not in development like give me all the updates with planned dates and timelines of productions because that means it's on the way yeah, and I I thought that was a funny thing too when I was reading this article cuz it was um it was like, well, we just had Disney Plus Day, but our the latest news is from Production Weekly. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. people giving us an actual update on this show or at least attempting to tell us what's going on with it, you know, and what's going on with some of these uh properties. Which you'd hope it would come from Disney like, hey, this is underway. Yeah. Yeah, we just had this huge day about, you know, the the channel, the the station um that it, it's all on and we didn't right. get anything and then like the week later like this this, you know, this magazine or whatever, you know, this website <laughs> comes out 
and is telling us more mm-hmm. information than we got from the source himself about um, I'm sure it's because they don't want shooting people... and when they're preparing. Yeah, and I, I'm sure part of it is they don't want people sneaking on set or going to the sets and stuff, which we've seen for Mandalorian uh, and Kenobi and stuff over there where they're like taking pictures from far away. I'm sure that's part of it. But at the same time, like, come on, guys, keep give us some updates. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I, I told you guys a while back that I listened to that Lord of the Rings podcast and they were kind of in oh, the yeah. same boat. They're like of the Amazon thing, right? Yeah, they're like, I don't yeah. see why everything's so secretive. Like, it, I feel like if you had people taking pictures of the set and we knew more about the characters, it would just generate more buzz. <laughs> right, and people right. would talk about it. They don't, <laughs> nobody has anything to go on. So at this point, it's just another week of nothing, another month of nothing, another three months of nothing, you know? And it's not and like I'm we like, don't know the story of Lord of the Rings. Like, we don't know where it's going. We know. We know what's going to happen. Not in yeah, this series yeah, particularly, but, like, yes in the overarching no, yeah. story, yeah. So, yeah, but it it is kind of funny because I'm sitting there and I'm like, as a Star Wars fan, I'm like, just you wait, guys. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's bad. You, they're not going <laughs> to tell you anything. Um, right, John, right. Uh, your position on Man. the filming and or potential filming times of these shows uh, and what we're hearing out of this news? Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. We, you know, we all expected that they were going to be filming next year. Um, I know there was like rumors about Acolyte filming in January and stuff in uh, England or UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess. That that wasn't the case. Uh, if if this is accurate, you know, but I guess this site has been pretty good in the past with uh, scheduling dates. So again, you know, this isn't out of Lucasfilm, of course, because they don't reveal this sort of stuff. Um, so we have to go by sites like this to to give us this information, and then it's up to Lucasfilm to come out and debunk it. I guess instead of just saying like, "Yeah, we're filming the show in March." So and and that's the other thing with you know real quick with the Lucasfilm stuff. That like you said sort of James, like there's no there's nothing to protect your audience from by not telling them this show is going to be filming in March, guys, and this show is going to be filming in May. The only reason I think that they they're like really being careful with that stuff is they're nervous about bumps in the road and more like having to reel things back. Because they don't have to give us that information. It's just good for fans to know that stuff. And they know they don't have to give the the information. And probably because of all the bumps in the road they've been hitting, it's like a new policy. Like, if you don't need to say it, then we're not going to say it. And I feel like that's what's going on. Can I give an example of that, actually? I've said this before, but it's a really good example from Lucasfilm. Is that Harrison Ford was supposed to be on the TFA panel and then he crashed his plane. So that's why now when you have panels for celebration they'll usually give you maybe one or two people and then special guests because they don't want to tell you who's going to be on the panel in case something happens and they have to cancel and that's a fact i was in the meeting when they said it so yeah but Mm -hmm. i i'll still say and i and i understand that mentality and i tend to live my life often in that same way but i also think that that type of mentality what I didn't hear what he said. I <laughs> said so a quarter mile at a time, right, James? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you but, you sounded uh, like the line. You were like, "I live my life by." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I I do, but I think that that kind of mentality is like fear driven. You know, like sure. I 
Like, is it safer to uh, turn your cell phone off when you're on a plane or something like that? Well, they tell you to do it, so maybe I should do it. But it's just like that kind of stuff is like, what are we doing? We're not really we're not really living if we do if we don't do things because we're always afraid of the worst possible outcome. Mm, and right. I think I think right now, like Lucasfilm is in that zone where they're like, well, let's just not ever say anything. We don't want anything bad to happen. God forbid something bad happened and then we'd have to back out on our word. But I think part That's what of, I, I know mm-hmm. exactly. He's agreeing I, with I'm, you. Yeah, I'm saying, um, I think what needs to happen though is they need to get positive again. And I think that's maybe why Marvel is firing on cylinders because they don't care. They don't care if something bad happens. They've got so much good momentum going now. They're like, we'll say it. We hired this person. We hired that person. We're bringing in this person. We're doing this property. And all that confidence just makes the fans and everybody else feel real confident behind that thing too. So when the hiccups do happen, it isn't a problem. They go, oh, well, there was a hiccup, whatever. But like most everything else is going pretty well. Like I think yeah, I think we need to get into that zone. They need to announce some things and land those promises and mm-hmm. just get in the right space. And then we'll we'll get the ball rolling on being positive about everything again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it is very interesting. And don't forget, like even Indiana Jones got bumped, uh, like pushed back a year. And that's mm-hmm. a Lucasfilm thing. So, it, Harrison looking at his watch. It, yeah, well, he probably texts when he flies. That's why he's always crashing his plane. Yeah, and didn't true. Willow uh, switch directors too? Willow switched directors, wasn't it? John, John, John M. Chu, and then it switched to someone else. Oh, I don't even know who is directing Willow. I think they I switched it, directors on that. Why isn't Ron Howard doing it? That's what I would like to know. Um, I don't know. I I don't know who's doing. I think originally it was John M. Chu from like Step Up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And crazy rich Asians, and then it switched to someone else. But that's was it really? Pretty sure. Hmm. And he couldn't do hmm. it, so he had to back out. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So I I agree. Like confidence is is the thing. It's like when you do anything in life. Like if you're shooting baskets and you feel really confident about it, you're going to make nine out of ten. But if you have any sort of trepidation, like oh man, there's a good chance I'm going to miss this. Mm-hmm. You're gonna miss every time. Yeah, and I feel I feel like that is the vibe, and we don't know for sure, um, but it just seems that way from a public perception uh, with Lucasfilm. Like there's hesitation to what they're doing, and because of that, sometimes they say things, sometimes they don't, and there's just not this cohesive uh, pattern of consistency in how they handle their publicity. And I know they're just going through a major change right now um, with their longtime PR head is, is departing at the end of the year. So there's probably a lot of shifts there. So the real test will be to see how things go- start coming out of Lucasfilm's camp 2022 and beyond. If we start seeing the same things, then they haven't really done much changing other than one person retiring and someone stepping in. If we start seeing things like, wow, I'm surprised they said that. Or holy cow, they just put out like a five-minute video from the set. Wow, that's interesting. And we start seeing a, a shift than what we've been used to over the last few years, then you're going to know things are, are moving in a different direction in terms of their confidence and how they want to control the publicity of their stuff. Because right now, say what you want, but fan sites and like sites like this, like Production Weekly and those other... Um, those sites that handle like company names or production company names in England who often are able to like 
spill information about, oh, Lucasfilm, you know, bought this license or this company name and it's stationed here in England or whatever. They're, you know, filming a movie. Like, people have to get their information from that because they're not getting it from official sources. I think it'd be better if they were in a situation where um, they controlled the information. Not everything is precious. It's okay to let people know that Rosario Dawson is filming her uh, Ahsoka series that everyone's very excited about in March. Get your fans excited. Um, the only reason I could think that they don't want to reveal that type of stuff, which is a mundane fact about their show, it's not spoiling anything, is that there's hesitance and there's concern mm-hmm. and fear and worry that they're going to do it. And then two weeks later, it's going to be like, oh, we had to fire the writer or... Well, they're not going to fire Dave Filoni. I'm sure he's writing it. But you get what I mean. That you know, something had to happen. So, just a, uh, I'm, with, um, I'm kind of with you on that, James. Yeah. Just a quick update because I did look up the Willow thing. Yes, you were right. It was John M. Chu. Uh, he backed out. They got another guy, Jonathan Enswistle, was hired to replace Chu as the uh, for the pilot and was also executive producing. However, he also left the series, and now they've had a third person come in to direct the first two episodes. I think John M. Chu, it was very specific to COVID. Like, it, they were trying to shoot while COVID was happening and he couldn't leave the country. It says, Chu would announce that he had to step away from directing duties due to a production delay and personal reasons in j- January. So, I don't know exactly oh, okay. what Okay, and then but... maybe his wife was pregnant or something. It was something, yeah, it was, it was a personal thing. But interesting. Yeah. That all. Be and they made so, it multiple directors because yes. it's a yeah. series. Yes. Because yeah, because the because they were supposed to uh, John M. Chu was supposed to be the pilot, and now the person that they have now is directing the first two episodes. So it's I think it might be kind of one of those things where like showrunner maybe is has been the same or something. I'm not really positive, sure. but. And the guy who's directing the first two Willows served as second unit on some of the Harry Potter films. Cool. He directed Outlander. Um, nice. C- couple other things. I was just giving an example of like, yes, there's other productions within Lucasfilm that are having changeovers and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, one other thing too, and this is uh, this is another story here. Uh, the Chloe Zhao is not directing Kevin Feige's movie. It's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, we went with a, a rumor from Big Screen Leaks uh, re- and reported it as a rumor. That you know she is might be the first choice, having come just off of um, well, number one, she was uh, Oscar winning, and then she did Eternals, and it just seemed like everything was right, so that's where the story came from. But then it was pointed out by Hollywood Reporter, uh, you know, that is definitely not happening. So John, I'm going to bounce back at you on this thoughts on Chloe Zhao is in fact not directing Kevin Feige's uh, or any Star Wars movie or any Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that I mean, the reason why the story is interesting is because it's that whole thing that we've been talking about where, you know, a new Marvel movie comes out and fans kind of latch their allegiance to a director's name who's uh, got buzz. And she had buzz because she was directing this movie. And I know there's been a big push for more. Um, women directors in Star Wars. Obviously, we have Deborah Chow doing the most hyped up or anticipated series. So that's uh, a good thing. 
because she's an amazing director from what we saw at the Mandalorian. So that's good. Uh, and you, know, you got Patty Jenkins. Who knows what's happening with Rogue Squadron? But, you know, people are like, Chloe's out. She's got to give her a Star Wars movie. I don't care what it is. Just give her a Star Wars movie. And then I don't know, you know, how this story came about. But uh, it, it maybe is one of those things where it felt like it made sense because the Marvel connection. Uh, we know Kevin Feige's producing a movie. We know who's writing his movies. Michael Waldron, I believe. We didn't know if he had a director yet. And we don't know when that movie's coming out. So the fact that it got debunked, it, it just made me think of that whole thing again where people are, anytime there's a popular director out there, you know, fans just say like, give them a Star War. And that's what they say. That's the cool mm-hmm. thing to say is you, you unpluralize it and you say a Star War. Give them a Star War. And it's it's a, it's just like, you see it all the time. I don't whoever it is, what movie it is. If it's a big movie that comes out, oh, they should direct Star Wars. You know, we don't need big names directing Star Wars. Like I said, I I had no idea who Deborah Chow was before she came. I didn't know who Rick Famuyiwa was. I'll be honest, and I know they they're already accomplished, but I'm I'm saying as a diehard Star Wars fan, I didn't know that. To me, means a general casual Star Wars fan might not know either. You know, a lot of people. Most people didn't know who Irvin Kershner was either. And a lot of people claim that Empire Strikes Back, including myself, is the best Star Wars movie ever. So we don't need to go big fishing all the time. There are a lot of great, talented people out there that can come in and catch lightning in a bottle and do a great job. And they could be whoever. So um, I, I, I think I, that's why I kind of like this story in a way where it's like, no, that obvious choice that everyone was clamoring for is not directing his movie. And not directing any Star Wars movie. So for some reason, even though it's a debunk and like a, a negative thing for people who may have wanted Chloe Zhao, I kind of liked it because it's like that hope that they're not going to the the person in the headlines in the buzz right now with a current Marvel movie out. Uh, they're, they're maybe making um, more internal um, and uh, creative choices for their directors. Hopefully. We'll mm-hmm. see. Lacey, any thoughts on, on this story? Yeah, I think part of it definitely is because Eternals just came out and people have really, really loved that film because it's just, I haven't seen it yet, guys. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm I haven't not, either, yeah. I'm not in a position to go to the movies right now, so <laughs> I'm not, I just saw Shang-Chi last weekend, just saw James Bond last weekend, so hopefully when it comes to Disney+, Plus, I'll get to see it, but. Oh, did uh, did Matt like James Bond? I know he's a Bond fan. He did not. Oh no! He did All right, not. I still gotta watch and it. Okay. I don't want to spoil it because I'm sure a lot of people. He's like more like I... time to get my money back. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, it was definitely one. It, it was a letdown in the sense of he's been waiting for over two years to see it. And oh yeah. It, there mm. was a lot of hype there, so I think that you know it was already a little bit below what it could have been. Um. And that's not his favorite Bond. You know, he likes, uh, I forget who, which one he told me. Timothy Dalton. <laughs> no, not Timothy Dalton. It's probably Timothy Dalton. No, what's he's the, the one? fan favorite, I think. No, he's. Pierce he's, Brosnan? It, he's not R- even the one Richard that everyone Moore. hates. Everyone hates uh, George, whatever his name is. Zachary? George Lazenby. Lazenby, that guy. George Takai. He's the worst Bond. No, well, George I think, Lazenby only did one movie. Yeah, and it's the worst one. 
<laughs> so, well, no, maybe I, he's a Connery guy, or or uh, the other one's Roger Moore. So I would, I yeah, I would guess that he's probably a Pierce Brosnan guy because that's what he grew up on. Like that's you know, 90s especially if he Bond. played Goldeneye growing up. Yes. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I haven't been in the movies <laughs> yeah. yet. <laughs> I haven't been in the movies yet. Eternals. Um. So I've been I've been dying to see this movie and I just haven't been able to. But from what I've seen from people online, is there are Star Wars references in this movie. She has made Star Wars references in interviews, not just with this movie, but pr- with previous movies. She's obviously a big fan. She's uh, made comments about writing fan fiction and how she's going to jump online and write fan fiction about stuff. So I think she's connected with a part of. The fandom that's like, wow, she really likes Star Wars. This would be really cool. She gets it. Yeah, but I think part of that is the popularity of, hey, this is the new hot movie. We heard it last month with Dune. Everyone was like, oh, he should do a movie. Like, it's just the immediate thing that people do. But I think that's where part of this is stemming from is because Chloe also did kind of fuel that a little bit and brought up Star Wars in interviews and was asked about it because it's one of those things that when you have Marvel, you automatically get asked about Star Wars. Um, that being said, I, I honestly, I haven't seen her other movie, which I really, it's on my list. It's just, you know, time. Um, but I've heard nothing but wonderful things about her. And in every interview that she's in, she's, she's just so wonderful. Um, so I would have loved to see a Star Wars movie from her, but at the same time, I haven't seen her movie, so I can't properly give a very accurate portrayal of if she, if she do a good job or not, or if you know, she's a good fit for Star Wars. Um, so I apologize there. Uh, I will eventually, once it's Disney Plus, I'll let you guys know. But um, other than that, I just think, again, this goes back to if they were just more honest with who's doing what, I, I don't think we would get these stories. And I don't think that there would be a letdown for people. And that's part of the issue for me is seeing other fans disappointed. It kind of mm-hmm. it kind of stinks. Yeah, Eternals is is kind of in a weird spot. You were saying you saw a lot of praise, but I, I, I think from fans, yeah, it has like the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score. But all that I heard about the reviews is like that doesn't make any sense because it's definitely better than other Marvel movies. Yeah, like I not... think there is a group of fans that are going a rallying against it for whatever reasons. You know, that's the world we live in now. But I think overall, the consensus I got from it was that it's taking risks and chances that other movies yeah. haven't made yet, and it's moving it into Marvel into in into a different direction, kind of. Well, either way, when it comes down to it, it I yeah. think I think you guys nailed both of the points um, as far as like why fans would rally behind this particular person and why that mm-hmm. story would make sense. Um, I I think it's kind of funny because um, it just comes back to what you know we we said. Like, I just wish that we knew who was directing Kevin Feige's movie. You know, we like, know Michael you, Waldron's involved. I know, yeah. If you can yeah. give us that, then that that's cool. And how has that really changed anything other than it steered us in the correct direction and has potentially helped Michael Waldron's a- appearance, you know? Right, because he did social Loki. So now you have this understanding yeah. of, yeah, his, he's great. Yeah, his uh, ability to, to, I don't know, like for people to recognize who he is and, and just grow himself yeah. as a creator. I wonder if like, Lucas, Lucasfilm PR <laughs> calls... Or emails Kevin Feige and they're like, "All right, so this is our plan," and he's like, "I, I'm, I got it." <laughs> yeah, Please. it just makes me think that they don't have a director yet. That's literally what it is because I feel like Kevin Feige isn't the type to just not say it. I actually think that is 
the truth of the matter is that the yeah. story is like, yeah. oh, this person was picked to I agree. be, and then they're not. It's like, oh, well, you know, it j- that just goes to show that they actually don't have a director yet, and this was just kind of a rumor, or maybe she was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because Kevin's come out multiple times saying, I am not doing this. I am, I'm not taking over Lucasfilm. I am not. Like, he is very quick to be like, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's he just wanted to do a Star Wars movie because he's I think he likes Star Wars. He does. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, it was like it was like I'm not taking over Lucasfilm. Also, yeah. I'm gonna be working on a, a movie. I'm gonna be But like how many it. times like, did he have to remember like, like last yeah, last year that was like the hot story that he's taking over Lucasfilm and stuff. And how many interviews did he do where he was like, Look at me, I am not we're not doing this. <laughs> like and they were Look like at me. Look at So me. there's a I am chance. Not the captain now. <laughs> yeah, so they're like Did you so see there's see <laughs> how his eyebrow furrowed under his baseball cap when he yeah, said that. Yeah, and like he I I think it was like honestly like three interviews within a month that he was like, "Guys, I'm I'm serious. I'm not there's no secrecy here. I'm not doing this." Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um Yeah. Well, guys, let's let's go back on the rumor train a little bit uh sure. as we talked about Quantic Dream, uh, the their Star Wars game that might be getting a teaser at the 2021 Game Awards. Now, again, um, you know we don't we don't know this for a fact. This isn't anything. We just kind of heard this. But if you are unfamiliar with what we're even talking about when we say uh, this, the, the name of this company, they are behind the games such as Heavy Rain, um, Beyond, Two Souls. Detroit become human. I mean, they've been involved in these types of games for a while, and it's really cool now that they have this title, which is rumored to be called Star Wars Eclipse, um, will be coming soon, and that we might actually, you know, it's been supposedly in development for a while now, so right around now would be the time when we'd start to hear stuff for it. Um, I guess it's just that time. Like, what can we expect out of a new Star Wars game? Actually, Lacey, I'm going to bounce back at you on the thoughts of um, uh, this game. What do you think? So the title, Star Wars Eclipse, is a cool title, but I can't help but think of Twilight. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. The third book is oh. called Eclipse. So I was just like, so Twilight? <laughs> anyway, um, I am excited about this. I... I Right now, we talked about in the state of Star Wars video games right now, all we're really getting currently is the Lego Skywalker Saga and then... Uh, Supposedly Jedi Fallen Order 2. Yes, that, yep. Supposedly so, Battlefront I just, 3 at some point. <laughs> right. So I can't yeah. help but just wonder, like, what other games could they be doing right now with all the different video game studios there are outside of mobile stuff? And we had said that, and then this rumor comes out and it's really really cool um i was actually pretty pumped for james because it is supposedly taking place in the high republic this is like james's jam right here getting into that high republic era um what i was really interested in is that the people that are working on the game also worked on assassin's creed now back in the day i was i love assassin's creed like (laughs) i play the game all the time Mm -hmm. and just like the world building there is insane and um you know it, it's an award-winning game like everyone loves assassin's creed so i'm interested to see what happens part of this rumor is also that they could be doing multiplayer i'm a big fan of multiplayer with battlefront um so i guess we'll see on december 9th if we get a, a sneak peek or not but i am interested hmm john uh did anything excite you about this particular title or studio or 
the title made me think of the Death Star um, and how it like eclipsed the sun in mm, Rogue One. Good point. Um, not Twilight. But I don't think they're doing... Uh, yeah, no, not Twilight. I don't <laughs> think they're doing a uh, Death Star game. Though I think that'd be cool to do like do an attack on uh, the Death Star type of game. Or games that put you in scenes in Star Wars like the old Star Wars arcade arcade game did. Not necessarily mm-hmm. make it like a canon story or something. Just like, let me be Han Solo and, and disrupt Darth Vader from attacking Luke or something. Right. But if they're saying maybe High Republic, and I know there's a lot. There's so much going on with the old Republic games. KOTOR stuff being remade or a 4K trailer. Like, I can't keep up. Can't, and even like being a... Doing the editing work for Star Wars News that I still can't keep up. There's just so many of these stories about all these things. But so um, I'm going to lean on you guys for like video game stuff. I mean, I, I like hearing about Star Wars video games. I don't get to play them very often. and I'm not very good at video games. But anytime there's a new game, there it seems to be one of the areas in, where Star Wars fans don't like eat each other alive over it. I know there was issues with the Battlefront, uh, like extra stuff to buy or whatever, but it seems like fans usually have a good time when it comes to the Star Wars video games. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. So to me, I'm unfamiliar with the other two titles, Beyond Two Souls and uh, what was it? Detroit Become Human. But just a quick, like even, I I didn't do this beforehand, even while we're sitting here talking, I'm looking just very quickly at the gameplay, the couple trailers and stuff. And it looks very similar to Heavy Rain, which is a game I am very familiar with, and I know mm-hmm. how that game played out. It looks like all three of them are pretty similar, and this would be a very interesting Star Wars game because, to me, it doesn't fit Star Wars at all. Interesting. These these games are good, but they are they're almost like choose your own adventure kinds of stories that aren't really as much like you're controlling the character it's more like you're walking into a situation and the actions that you decide ultimately just leads you leads the story the way that it is is that like the The, galaxy's edge rides in a way right no the whole no 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 i mean i think experience yeah, like I think that? you're you're you think that's something like bigger or crazier than what it is. It's not really as involved. I've never been. They didn't like uh, yeah. Th- those are just real simple little things that are like kind of through the app or whatever. Um in fact, I would imagine that most people go don't even really know that that stuff is there. It's like extra if you want to do it. This is more uh, like the gotcha. books where it's like turn to page 8. Yes. Uh. This is this is actually legitimately like um, you know you hear something in in the other room like they show you kind of a cutscene of like noise in the oh. other room and it's like do you yeah, want to yeah. go in the room like do you want to bust down the door and it's kind of like <laughs> yeah I, heavy rain to me is is it's a book it's like what it's like watching a movie that you're acting out there's nothing crazy to it it's just throughout the process you're never controlling the character you're never like really walking around. You're just kind of choosing the actions of the character. It should, and I don't know if the other games did that, but I'm like, man, this this uh, this is different. <laughs> I would <laughs> never have expected a Star Wars uh, game to go down that route. Now, again, I could be way off if I look more into this, or when we get our first look at it, maybe they've 
they're using their engines and their ideas to kind of uh do something new but uh but yeah but i think uh i don't know it's interesting i'm excited to see what it is you know in fact if it's like a real thing and it doesn't get shut down like 1313 or something who knows oh yeah i mean yeah. it's possible but uh but yeah heavy rain was definitely like a a a very very different kind of video game it's not it's almost not even a game it's like pushing buttons and watching things happen so (laughs) um but uh that pretty much is uh we're 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 running up against the clock here so i i do want to mention a couple other things uh happening in star wars right now there was a cover reveal for the new brotherhood book which is the the novel that's focused on obi-wan and anakin during the clone wars that actually just happened uh, at the end of uh, last week. So if you guys want to check that out, you can go look at the cover. I personally think it's stupid, but that's <laughs> I think it's a bad cover. Uh, I was like, oh, that's the fate. No, that's the real cover. Okay. Um, the other one is Star Wars comics are returning to Dark Horse with new all ages line. So this is quite interesting for all the people who were like Legends fans. If you didn't know, Dark Horse was always like the, the you know, the, uh, a, one of the front runners for star Wars comics. They had a lot of really good lines and, uh, even one, the, the, uh, Darth Maul line, um, made it into Canon. It was a dark horse comic that they made it into Canon. So it's the only dark horse comics as of now that are, are Canon, but they're and getting then it Disney back. Came I, along. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- Marvel, I think they're yeah. switching from IDW. Uh, the, the license is up there. So we'll stop seeing IDW comics and start getting dark horse comics. It's just kind of a change of pace, um, but I don't think they're going to change up a lot of the content. I think they'll probably still continue to write like High Republic and uh, adventure style comics with some of the characters and things like that. So, um, but then again, they could go really crazy and dark. Um, one last thing that we wanted to mention is for people who are interested in Knights of the Old Republic and how it's returning, you're getting digital releases for PlayStation and for PC, but they just announced recently that there will also be physical copies of the game that you can buy for pc and nintendo switch i have a switch now if you're a switch owner um then uh that's the thing for you if you're for pc then that sucks because you're kind of in this boat where you're gonna have to like wait (laughs) Mm -hmm. like do i want to buy it on digital or wait for the physical um or do both Mm. you know how that goes but uh yeah that is it for the resistance report this week and uh i'm gonna hand it over to Lacey. what's up next All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, on any, pretty much all audio apps. Here on YouTube, you can subscribe, comment, ring the bell for notifications. But if you want more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you support what we're doing here and what we plan to do in the next year when everything goes crazy. Uh, and just us loving Star Wars uh, and building a fun community for you all to be a part of. Um, and included in that is a lot of different perks, including exclusive content, mailings, much, much more. Uh, this is the part of the show where we let generals and spice runners take part. We ask them a question, they give us an answer. But before we do that, mm-hmm. I do want to thank some of them. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, uh, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, 
Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Joey Mayfield Stewart, Nathan Shank, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much, Generals. Then we have our Spice Runners. (sighs) Taking a breath here. Uh, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, who just did our Spice Chat last week with us on Patreon. It was a blast. We do a live chat with our Spice Runners and then people in the community, and you guys showed up and had awesome, fun questions. It got a little spicy. It was a great time. Uh, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy. Thank you guys so much for being Spice Runners. Mm -hmm. This week, we have General Mello over in Espana, but he's on location in Greece. Wow. Which is kind of cool. Always traveling. Very, very fun. Uh, And we asked him... After hearing about Rogue Squadron being delayed, is it time for Disney to put Lucasfilm under new leadership? He asked for Spice. We gave it to him. So, Mello, take it away. Hello, guys, and greetings from Athens. I'm in Athens. Look behind me. It's a Partheon. My question is, what's the Partheon have to do with Star Wars? I don't know, but it will be fantastic to find a uh, planet like this. Look at this. I think that's Athens uh, Temple. And here's a fantastic display of the Greek flag. Okay, the questions. Oh, first of all, sorry for being gone. Uh, I've been busy, extremely busy, first time I get time for myself. And uh, if you don't hear from me after this video, it's because I die like the story of the Athens Marathons because I'm running it tomorrow. Okay, the question, because I am your your, your current uh, spicy commentator. Actually, there's a couple things I I appreciate and I don't appreciate. One of the things I don't appreciate is instant gratification. So, do we need new leadership in Lucasfilm because of a Rogue Squadron? I don't think so. I prefer them take their time and do a prop a proper project. I think it's, that's better that way. Rush things usually don't end up well. So, we would like to see uh, Filoni or Fabro in the, the helm. Yes, it'll be fantastic. But I also want Kathleen Clanny to uh, get her due and uh, finish properly because she has done a lot of things, you know. And uh, I think she, for the time that she put in uh, in the industry, I think she deserves her time to finish properly. Well, that's all I have. Viva response. Well done, Mello. Awesome location. John, what wow. did you think? Yeah, I mean, location is amazing. I've never been to Greece. Uh, that was pretty awe-inspiring. So thank you for that. Felt like I was kind of there with you, Mello. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, our longest-running general, has to be said again. Uh, One of our first patrons, actually. Mello's mm-hmm. been supporting us for a very long time, and it means a great deal. And uh, when you get back to the States, hopefully we get to hang out again with you. Um, F- first general, and I was at Disney World getting off a bus when I got the email that somebody signed up as a general. So I, I will, <laughs> that's one that I will always remember because I was like... <gasps> Look at this! Like texting, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he's important. What What's good about your answer, Mello, is it is very uh, nuanced, and I always appreciate that. Because on one hand, you say like, "Yeah, I would love if Favreau and Filoni uh, took over and uh, ran Lucasfilm," but at the same time, I think Kathleen Kennedy deserves her due. And you make a good point. If they need to delay Rogue Squadron, it's better they do that than rush it out. And have it not be fully what they were looking for. Um, and, you know, we've seen what happens when they put things out earlier than maybe they should have. So I think you did a good job. Uh, I hope you're well. Hope your family's well. Always good to see you, man. And I'm glad you're able to pop in the chat again once in a while. But hopefully we get to uh, catch up a bit more uh, when uh, you have more free time. And congrats on the marathon, buddy. Mm-hmm. I definitely James? love um, all the traveling and the videos. Like, 
it, I haven't even seen Grease, let alone been there. And uh, the movie that is that is Jack. Oh God. <laughs> But uh, but no, I mean your point's right. Uh, it's it's funny that we kind of had this discussion again at, earlier at the beginning of the episode. I was a little bit more like you know I'm excited for the future, but I I don't disagree with exactly what you're saying. Give her uh, you know what she's due. Um, Lacey's right too. Like when she wants to leave, she'll leave. So that's fine. Uh, for a little bit longer, we have Kathleen Kennedy. No problem. Um, would I would I also like to see Dave and uh, John take a. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, that would be great too. I don't, I don't think that would happen. I don't think that's the next. I don't think that's their next move up, you know, job yeah, title or yeah, anything yeah. like that. But at the same time, like if that came across my feed tomorrow, that uh, Kathleen Kennedy is not signing for three years, and John Favreau is the new CEO of Lucasfilm or something, what? That would be nuts. And I think like it would really invigorate the uh, the fan base and stuff. But I, I agree. Um, with you love seeing your videos love having you around as always like i said first general always remember getting off the bus and look getting that alert on my phone and being very excited that you uh knew who we were and wanted to participate in our <laughs> uh venture what we were doing so thank you mellow means a lot mellow it's always good to see your face on the show and hear your voice um i love that you were like i'm going traveling can i do this <laughs> and i was yeah. like of course um you always have really fun videos uh congrats on the marathon i don't think i could even run 10 feet right now so you're winning there um i also look forward to seeing you next year at celebration and just thanks for being an awesome person star wars fan uh a member of our community it means a lot to us i agree with your answer i think these guys said it perfectly that Mm -hmm. you know kathleen kennedy makes sense sure why not but then also there's these two guys that have done a really good job with something really new and flashy and wonderful that you're like, but what if they did it? Why not? Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for your answer. Really appreciate it. And now we're going to head back to John. All right. Yeah. Before we get out of here, uh, like I said, it is Thanksgiving week. Uh, we are going to have a Thanksgiving episode. So uh, as is tradition here um, for you to listen to or watch as you're preparing your meal or whatever you're doing on Thanksgiving. Um, so uh, with that in mind, um, what do you guys, I mean, who knows with you, Lacey, like you could be, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I don't know what Thanksgiving holds for me. You could be uh, eating hot. You could be eating jello in the hospital for all we know on Thanksgiving. I hate jello, but yes, I get the point that I could be yeah. eating ice something. chips or yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for people uh, at home, my due date is actually Thanksgiving, like the day. So yeah. <laughs> who knows That's what so I normally do is yeah. eat a lot of mashed potatoes. That's what I normally, what do. if, what if your birthday is on Thanksgiving How about that? Like I would love that because Thanksgiving is like my favorite meal of all time. Like my favorite sandwich is a Thanksgiving sandwich. So I would be all for it. I don't know if my daughter yeah, will feel Thanksgiving that way. Thanksgiving changes <laughs> always though. It's never like the 25th. That's true. It's always, it's always the third Thursday. Third so. Thursday. Oh, you might be right on that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it would only be uh, James, sometimes. Wh- That's kind of cool, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Only sometimes. Yeah, James, James, what are you doing? You got any plans? What are you guys doing? No, uh, so like last year was a mess, as most people's probably were, but we do the swap between my wife's family and, and my family. So like sometimes we do, you know, christmas there and thanksgiving here and then we swap them and stuff so 
Um, the only thing we're doing for Thanksgiving is we're going down to Cincinnati to see my sister and uh, normally eat um, lots of macaroni and cheese, which I still to this day am dumbfounded that that's not like a a, a Thanksgiving staple. But like it I, is for I, a lot of people. I, I apparently it's not. I feel like we've encountered this before, even on the show and other Thanksgivings mm. like. I was like, that's obviously like a main one. And like most people are like, oh, I don't even have macaroni and cheese on Thanksgiving. If Boston Market has it, it counts. That's true. Oh. Oh. John, you have a bad memory with Boston Market. So. (laughs) Yeah. Join us on Patreon. Um, but yeah, that's how I see it is like if Boston market has it as a state, like their side, then it makes sense. But yeah, no, I, so J- I know a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. I so, think that's crazy. It's a staple for me. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, traditions uh, aside from meals, like, uh, movies you guys watch or anything you do every year on Thanksgiving, James, or anything like that? No. <laughs> All right. Do you I, watch I, the parade? I feel like nobody watches the parade anymore. Uh, Grogu's no, in the parade this year, though. What? What? Grogu's in the parade this year. So that's a, oh, that's I enough thought, already. I thought you said Goku, and I was like, Goku's been in the parade, buddy. Oh, yeah, I know Which he is, has. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was pretty excited when that happened, and then they brought him back the next year, too. But um, I always like seeing Dragon Ball represented because I'm like a big fan of people are like, you like that? And then it, like every once in a while, it's like a big thing, you know, and it's like very clear. And I'm like, see, I'm not crazy. It's like, it's awesome. Yeah. It's very popular. Yeah. I like the dog um, show. I don't. I've never watched it. No. I guess I can't no. say I don't like it, but. No. Me and my sister, um, when she used to live in Connecticut, would always watch the dog show. She still does. There's something, but... there's something weird about a person lifting up a dog's tail and exploring its butthole well you gotta check it sometimes you know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i was gonna say uh, oh <laughs> all right anyway happy thanksgiving so, guys <laughs> yeah my thanksgiving this year is a little there's there's it's things are pretty crazy right now on my end of things uh so we're trying to figure all that out but we are likely going to my parents at some point um and uh my grandpa, who's 91, still said he's going to make potato croquettes, which are basically like fried potatoes. So I'm very excited about that and thankful that uh, he's still uh, at it uh, doing that sort of stuff. So, But that that is uh, that takes us to the end of the show here. So uh, obviously, first, we want to hope everyone has a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving. We will be with you on Thanksgiving. So at any point during the day, feel free to check in with us, whether you're tired of hearing your uncle's stories that you've heard a million times. Or it's early in the day, in the morning, you want to get your day started. If you're traveling somewhere, check in with us. We'll have a special Thanksgiving episode um, Thursday for you. But we do hope you have uh, safe travels and a happy holiday. Thanks for listening and watching and being a part of the resistance. Uh, Like Lacey said before, wherever you prefer to get us, go there, subscribe, and share on Thanksgiving. Tell your family. Check out this. You like Star Wars? You hear about Boba Fett coming out? Check out the Star Wars podcast. They're a lot of fun. Tell your family about it. We appreciate it. That's how we grow is word of mouth. So uh, we thank you for that. Uh, make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars NewsNet. And uh, I have a movie podcast called Just Like the Movies. We just put out an episode on Happy Gilmore. Uh, it's available on all podcast apps, Just Like the Movies. Uh, James. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. 
And Lacey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right, everyone. We'll catch you on Thursday. Enjoy your weeks, your short weeks. And we'll see you soon right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.